Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. Welcome, everyone. We have another podcast today. We got my man Justin Escalona on the podcast. He is the founder of 1340 Collective, and we are going to be chatting with him today. So, Justin, how are you doing? What's up, man? Good. Thank you for having me, man. I'm a big fan of the po- all your poker stuff. I've been keeping up with all your tournaments. It's been so sick to be on this podcast. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're you're a busy busy guy. You got you got your playing cards. Some we will talk about that. Your poker love for poker. Yeah. What, what kind of games you play? You also are the founder of a company that's taken off. We're going to chat about that. But tell me uh, tell me a bit first about your background because you're not people wouldn't necessarily know you right for poker. Maybe people in right, right. play some games. So give me a little background on just in general about you and then and then how you got into poker a little bit all right so my name is justin um i grew up in chicago i now live in california because i moved out here like five years ago to go to film school and ever since i went to film school i just stayed here i didn't think there was any reason for me to go back i uh, when i was in college i created a company called 1340 collective and i really started off as a joke uh, there was a kid in my dorm room who was made who made a clothing brand that i thought was just so average and everyone was giving it so much love and they're like, this is like the best thing ever i was like i think i could do better man so i spent a month just researching about clothing and i'm the type of person who came from the midwest i wear very midwest clothes like polos and you know like khakis and, and like sperry's every day and when you live in la it's real tough to keep that like, no one really wears that type of clothes so i wanted to find something that is still true to me and also like fits fits the tone of of la and i spent a month doing it and researching it um launched it called 1340 collective and in the first week we did like twenty thousand. i was like there's something here and uh wow that was four and a half years ago but now since then it's been a little better than that and uh progressively like just being in la i'm half chinese half filipino so just gamble in the blood and uh my parents, I started playing cards when I was really, really young. Like I was doing like little tournaments at home, you know, like just with the family and stuff. And I was like, oh, I might be all right at this. So then I kind of evolved. When I moved out to L.A., I started to um, just start playing. There's a lot of card rooms around here. I didn't even know that before I moved to L.A. I was like, wow. What was your first time? Like who did it? Was it a buddy of yours that said, hey, let's go to the casino? Did you start playing a little online? Like, what was your actual first time getting into I th- it? I think like what the turning point was. I, I'd always like just casually go to the casino, but I was a daily vlogger for a long time. That's how I was making a lot of my rep, my income. Mm-hmm. And I was like filming what I did in college. And then I took a break from vlogging for a while and I was like, I need to make money. And this is a not, it's kind of like nasty to think that I did this, but I just took like a $1,500 bankroll and I started going to Hollywood park casino. I'm not even 21. I was using <laughs> I was using a fake ID yeah. and going to play cards at a Hollywood Park Casino, playing like two five, and I was going every single day during college. It was really nasty. I was doing these insane sessions. I had this whole theory of how I was going to be able to make this a profitable thing. It was if I only went to the casino at like three in the morning mm-hmm. and played against all the people who are just on tilt and have been on a big bender. And, 
I almost felt like I was stealing their money, but then I was like, well, if they, if they win, they're not going to give me any of it back any either. So I'm just, right. they're here and I would grind it seven days a week, just playing really? two well, five. I didn't, I didn't realize you played that much. So you, you really were, how, how long were you doing that where you were playing that off? I did that for like probably like six months. And where did, uh, when, what were you doing for sleep then? If you were going to school, if you're doing videos, if you're, <laughs> you know, doing that, when did you actually get some rest? I really didn't. That was the whole thing. I'd probably sleep from, I get, I do a session like two in the morning till 9am and then I'd uh, go to sleep from like 9am till around 3pm then go to class. I had no morning classes or, or if I did have a morning class, it was just unfortunately skipped. Uh, yeah, that was the life. Damn, man. That's, uh, that's so, okay. So poker is a big, fairly big part of your, you're, you're, you're a bit immersed in it. Uh, do you prefer, so you play a lot of cash. Do you play any tournaments? Are you just no limit hold them? What other games? I just have? play cash. I try tournaments. I'm trying to get better at it, but it's really just like a, a game I'm not familiar with. And do you find that you are work? you work with friends on your game? Do you talk it? Do you do any uh, training programs? Like what, what, what's the amount of uh, red books, watch Twitch, watch YouTube. What's your like, so program? I watch a lot of videos, a lot of stuff, a lot of studying videos. Um, I even, I don't play as much poker as I used to, but even now I don't even play. I just watch videos all day. Like if I'm watching YouTube, it's pretty much just a, a poker video. And then on top of that, uh, I have a solid group of friends who all study together. So we've been doing that as well. That And is, uh, is it something, though, do you, is it at the moment, is it a big part? Like you said you played six months nonstop during crazy hours. Like what, what how much, like give me a typical day, like take tomorrow. What Are you playing poker once, once a week, five times? Um, I'm, I'm probably playing twice a week. I'm playing tonight, actually. Okay. And how has, how has COVID impacted that with poker, but also business-wise? How, how has your COVID been this last five, six months? COVID has actually been surprisingly okay for, for the business. Like, it actually might, might even be better than normal because I feel like now a lot, if the clothing, a lot of people have, like, an influx of money because of their stimulus checks and, and things like that or, like, their, their government every day, uh, weekly payments or monthly payments. Mm-hmm. They're buying shit. So it's actually been it hasn't really been that harmful. But poker wise, I, that's the po- the reason why I haven't been as active in the poker world is because of COVID. I spent more time focusing on my business versus as much play, and now I don't feel as comfortable diving into like the the higher stakes that I used to like to play in because a lot of these guys have been, that during COVID have just doubled down on how good they've become and like studied even harder, and I just don't feel that comfortable like jumping right in again, I need to get back up to the level that, that I was at before I like hop in like some 10 twenties again. Makes sense. And, and you were, so you said you're from the Midwest. I think Illinois, is that right? I did a little yeah. research here from Illinois. I'm from Michigan. Also got the Midwest, Midwest background. Oh, there we go. Fun place to, fun place to grow up, you know, very, uh, very relaxed environment, very friendly. Uh, what was, um, your, your shift to LA? When did you move? And also, Tell me at the same time you moved from there to was it did, did you live anywhere else or you went directly to LA that's right into school? No, I just moved straight straight from Chicago to LA. And how did you get into YouTube videos? This is uh, I see that you you were you were so before you started this this clothing company were you in YouTube then or was it the opposite? Yeah, so when the YouTube stuff really started to take off. So my whole life I wanted to be a film director, like that was the dream, like back in the Midwest. And I applied to like every single film school you can ever imagine. And I've somehow got into 
the USC Film School. If you're familiar like with that, yep. if you're not really familiar with that, USC Film School is like considered like the best film school. I'm not even trying to brag or anything. It just like it is. Yeah. And um, my uh, when I was in school, I realized that I wasn't making any films my freshman year. I was just just hanging out, like doing gen eds and all that type of stuff. So what um, my buddy and I, we had the, my roommate and I had this idea to make a daily documentary to force ourselves to go and do stuff. Mm-hmm. So we shortened that and we titled it Daily Docs. And my friends and I would literally just film every single day of our college experience. And it really took off. I don't even, I think I do know there was a catalyst moment that was actually really kind of like put, I was at like 20 K I had like 30 K subscribers. And it just kind of s- scooped up when I made a video on Fairfax. If you're not familiar with that area, it's like the, the streetwear area with all the clothes and stuff in West Hollywood. And when I was there, I went to this store called Supreme and I was recording when I was walking in. And for some reason, Tyler, the creator was walking out at the same time. And my camera was on. And he's like, yo, what up, man? And he made it sound like we were friends. And I've never met this guy before. But in the clip, it looked like we were like really close friends. And that video kind of just took off. And a lot of people thought like Tyler and I like really were homies, but just met the guy. That's that. So, but you, that was significantly at that point. So you already had 30,000 followers though you're saying you are you had a yeah, steady yeah. channel but this sort of yeah. gave you, at this point in time so, sort of things started getting moving quickly what what has been right. your biggest learning with uh, youtube because i see it seems like you stick to a formula from what i've noticed you know, your videos are like eight to twelve minutes so you seem to right, right. Six minutes like that seems to be um i think the popular choice which I, all this stuff matters so i mean the thumbnails the the titles all this stuff i mean i'm sure you've uh, mastered this because this is something i work on and, and look at and you know mine's a little different because i do highlights a lot instead of right, right. so it's it's a bit bit different like the time lakes I, I think aren't quite as ideal but give me some youtube tricks learning and edits and other things that you've sort of gotten to uh to, to master over this this period of time the one thing that i've realized to keep like it's not about how many views or how many subscribers you have. It's more about how much of a loyal fan base you have is what I've, what I care most about. A lot of people really care about getting like the millions and millions of subscribers. For for me, I just really care about being able to have like a solid, like 20 to 20 to 50,000 people tuning in every single time I upload and always actually caring about my life Mm -hmm. versus just oh like you make a trendy video and it does really well but those people don't care about you at all as a person because you can't the, the the best part about social media is you can um by building a brand that people like and a personality that people like you can uh transfer that into other things like if i guess that i was very naturally able to transfer my following for my youtube into becoming supporters of my clothing because they liked me for me not versus like oh he made this one video and i like him for that one video only right so i i would just say just be super consistent like I, i'm supposed to i upload every monday wednesday and friday that's why i was a little late to this podcast is because i had to finish the edit for today but um normally i try to never miss unfortunately sometimes i do but when i was starting off with youtube like when i was vlogging back in my dorm uh, like freshman year of college, I filmed for like 500 days straight and uploaded 500 days in a row. 
It was insane. I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm scrolling through actually for the first time all the way down. I've looked at your channel, but I didn't, I mean, so you've done, how many videos do you have? This is crazy. Like, I, I don't even know, like yeah. not, not a small amount. So you've been doing this for how many years then for this, for this channel? This year, this channel, I've had this channel since I was like in the sixth right grade. Now. Wow. It's pretty insane. Jeez. I mean, yeah. I mean, and what about the editing, the title? Do you edit your own videos? Do you have an editor? Yeah, I edit, I edit them myself. I do the thumbnails. I probably need some help with because they could probably generate some more views, but I do, I do it all. Yeah. Wow. Very, very, it was very cool. And then the, the, so then the clothing line, you got this going. Did I see you have a one, three, four Oh casino, or is that just like a line within the clothing or what is that? Oh no. So it's kind of just like a, it was like a, a, a collection I made that I thought was really funny because at the time I was really, really into the gam- gambling and, and gaming culture. So I was like, and I was talking about it in my videos a lot. I, in my videos, I go to Vegas a lot as well. So I thought it'd be funny to make a collection based around that, that type of theme. Right. Well, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I, this is definitely the most videos I've ever seen on a channel. I didn't realize you had, so you, you've been basically three videos a week, like sent for a long time. For that three videos a week for a while, but I'll say I was doing seven videos a week. Jeez. Jeez. Dang, man, that's, uh, it's pretty crazy. That is, and, and you, I see you were part of a team or you have some guy, some people you like, is it phase it was called, or you have some other. Yeah. I used to be in phase clan. And what is yeah. it? Tell me a little about that. Faceline is like a is a gaming team, like a big. They started off as a big Call of Duty like trick shotting team, but now it's more so of like a lifestyle channel. But back mm-hmm. in the day, like Phase is huge. Now. I think how many subscribers do these guys have? Let me look. Um, look up one Phase. Some one of them had like four or five million, I think. In the uh... yeah, like, like so the, some individual players have a lot, but like Phase Clan's own channel has eight million. It's pretty mm-hmm. insane. Some of the guys have like 10 million on their personal channels, but wow. back in the day that like, they weren't that cool. I'm not gonna, like it wasn't, it wasn't like, in, it wasn't like that when I was in phase, I, I was in phase when I was probably, I was like a freshman in high school and I've graduated college. So it's been quite some time and I would help them film like the, at the, at the, at that time they were only doing, uh, gameplay videos like where it was just them commentating so i wanted to help them uh make their videos about themselves build personalities around them not ver- instead of just about the game so i would go there with my camera and i would film them it was pretty insane and i'm looking here you're for finally i've been scrolling a long time but i was scrolling here on the side <laughs> you remember these first videos like was this oh like this this so years far. ago 11 years ago what's going on you were making videos oh that long ago Yes, I'm, I'm, it's not. This is not even my only channel. I used to have one before that too. Jeez, that's but, that's pretty crazy. Like YouTube looks way different when I started. It's so funny. Man, that's um, that's a, yeah, that's for sure. That is a that's a journey. It looks like you took did a couple and then you got more serious after you know five years ago. It started to look like you really. Is this when you started doing every day or like every? No, day? that's when I started making trying to get into film school. But then right where you're at right now is when I was doing every day. It's crazy, man. That's a, that's really, really interesting. I, I don't know, you know, the YouTube world, it's, it seems like it's growing very fast. Is it safe to say, you know, do you think in like a few years or even now, I mean, there's some, some YouTube, you know, obviously you're very, you have a very popular channel, but there's people that are like, you know, me, like the mega, mega of 110 million, 20 million, 50 million accounts. You hear about some of these names and, and YouTube, are they, is, it, 
is it legitimately as like, are these, is this like the next thing? Like, you know, not Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise of the eras. Like, are, is it going to be like YouTube stars? Is that like to a point where I don't, I don't think it's YouTube stars. I think it's these TikTok stars. Okay. Like it's insane. I didn't know how the, the volume of how insane it really is until I, I'm not even kidding until like two days ago. Um, I don't personally have TikTok or anything downloaded on my phone because I feel like it's a, that's a time hole. Yeah. But there, there's like paparazzi channels that follow these kids and like they'll, they'll go to a nice dinner. They'll go to like catch and there's paparazzi outside and they're waiting for TikTok kids. And these TikTok kid videos are getting millions of view, millions and millions of views talking about their drama and stuff like true celebrity style. That never really happened to YouTubers, but these TikTok kids are just crushing. So good for them. Interesting. So maybe yeah. maybe they get the, maybe they're going to become the new celebrities. Yeah, it's uh, well, I, I saw something about TikTok, you know, being shut down. I guess that's not going to happen, or there were talks of it, but I, I, or maybe Microsoft's buying it or whatnot. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting world. I mean, it's hard to say what the next big thing is, but you know, you look back when I remember I was a freshman in college in two thousand eight, and you had to have an email to have a Facebook account. That was like, yeah. you have a university email. My friend told me to get on. I got on it. And then I remember like 2012 getting on Instagram. I think I was a little late and Twitter 2010, maybe Twitter was, but you know, it's just funny. Cause like these things are, it happens, right? Like the new thing, right. something will be new in a year or two or three. It'll be, it'll be different. It'll be the new, uh, new kind of measurement and the new, the new social, um, fix, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a wild time. Uh, tell me about sports cards. Cause I, I did, I saw some got again, notes, Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but okay. it, was that your family kind of business or your your card conventions? You would go with your dad and got him so, into business and how to flip stuff because I'm obsessed with it. I've been in for a few years, and I also, when I was a kid, was into it heavily. Took a long break, and one of my really good friends, who's like partner basically with Gary V. You know, you see Gary V. going yeah. on this stuff. You know, it's it's hot again. The industry is piping, smoking hot. So. It's insane now. Like yeah. it's ridiculous now. Yeah. Um. No. When, uh, when I was younger, my dad and I would always go to like card conventions and stuff to have fun. Um, like the national, was it called the national? Is that the one you go to or? Yeah, I don't even know. Honestly, it, they had one in Chicago called, it was at Rosemont. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's national. I think. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it was huge. We're talking yeah. like an insanely big place. And I remember, um, I went there and I was just getting into it. Obviously, like you have to do the, the evolving from becoming just someone who does uh, goes like to Target and buys like a, a retail box. And then you go, you evolve to like the hobby boxes. And then I, and right when I was starting to get into the hobby boxes, I found there was just conveniently the card convention near uh, in Chicago. And I bought this box of tops, triple threads. I'll never forget this. And I it was like 250 bucks, something like that. My dad and I split it. Um, and I pulled the case hit. I had like a triple patch auto with three signatures of all of like the top rookies. Mm-hmm. And I sold this card for like $5,000. And I was like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. And then I started to keep getting into it deeper and deeper. But I took a break since, because I was only doing that with my dad, honestly when I was in high school, I, I it rode through high school. And then when I went to college, it kind of died out because I didn't really think that it was, there's any card shops around me, whatever. But I was back at home last week and my, I was like, yeah, we should go to the card shop. It's been a while. And I went there and my pops and I pulled a Jason Tatum prism, uh, rookie card and we got it graded and it's a 10. Wow. 
And what, so, so what that, what is that one? What's that like equate to? Cause I, I, I have the, uh, I got a couple, I think it was a Giannis from that. Are they the same class? Maybe it was a year different. I, I forget, but I got a, I've got some really nice prism ones as well. And that yeah. are 10s. And it's, it's crazy. Cause the difference between a 10 and a nine is it's significant. Insane. It's a, uh, so do you know what that, what that rough value is on those? Yeah. We just sold it on eBay. Like right when we got it graded, we sold it for, uh, it's like 1200. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, but- I've been getting into with my my roommate out here in LA. We, we've been really interested in in the game as well. Um, I've instead of buying boxes, I've been buying just already graded cards off yeah. of eBay because mm-hmm. I don't. When it comes to the actual buying of the boxes, I feel like it's too much of a gamble. And now these boxes are so expensive. No, the bo- if you're buying, yeah, they, they really charge you because then if they, they price in the best card and then even though if you're only one or two of them or three or whatever, they're like right. pricing that in as the, you know, the. Uh, like how do you even make your money back when the box? So this was really annoying. Yesterday I tried going to a card shop here in LA mm-hmm. and honestly, I'm just going to say the name because they pissed me off. It, it was called the bullpen. And when I was back at home last, last week, I was trying to get a Panini prism box and they were charging 2,500 for it. I was like, wow, that's so fucking expensive. Yeah. And then I came to LA and this guy was being a total douche to me. I think he just tried to give me a higher price just cause, just cause he could, he could try it. He's like, it's $3,700 for the box. And I asked him like, did the price go up in a week? He's like, no, it's always expensive. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I called my buddy from home. I'm like, yo, is your guys' boxes still 2,500? He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, you can go fuck yourself. Wow. So uh, I'm thinking of this. You pull, you buy this $3,500, $3,700 box. What do you need to pull in order to make that money back? You have to hit like every single card in the. That makes no sense to me. Trifecta, yes. There's a, there's a. Right now, the market just got absolutely bombarded. Like it's super, super hot, and I think uh, there's definitely a lot of people getting taken advantage of in general. Because like, you right. know, they see like one or two, or they'll, they'll sell a card somewhere, and then all of a sudden, everyone's putting at whatever. And also, I mean, I, what I ask my friend about is like the f- worry about is fake grading and fake stuff. Because like it's you know, to, if you put on eBay and you're like, oh, it's a PSA nine or whatever, right, right. Like, you could easily like counterfeiting and all that there's a bit of a concern I was on that. Wondering you, yeah you, <laughs> these, you, these cards don't look that hard to fake yeah or well at least the the, the key the real the thing you got to worry about is the grading stuff because if, if the card is one thing but then like if you have a seven and you and you just put it in a shell and it's a fake case of right and you nine um you know that then it's like it's you can definitely there's just like any industry it's like poker it's like any right. you know, trading anything anywhere there's money art like there's going to be counterfeits there's going to be there's going to be scams, right. going to be whatever so you got to be you got to be really careful and you definitely you know want to make sure you have an expert or, or people that are you deal with that you trust and know that you're getting good stuff and that it's done the right, right way so you definitely open up yourself to uh to especially if you're starting to move up into the bigger ticket items and stuff you can you can get hosed uh for sure right. I think, uh, yeah, as we've seen Gary V, you know, Mark Wahlberg, Steve Aoki, Lewis Howes, like a lot of these, you know, there, there's, there's people on social. I think it's like right place, right time, where it's just right. like the technology's there now. I used to have Beckett. I'm sure it was that like, did you ever look yeah, at yeah. Beckett's and like you'd have to go in magazines and, you know, now it's like there's StockX and there's uh, StockX trading cards and there's other, it's like live pricing. There's like markets. It's crazy. You can scan it and it just seems like it makes a ton of sense. Um, I, I, I have a feeling 
this is good. Like whatever you right now you're getting, it's like in a year, two or three, you're going to be, everyone's going to be like, wow, like this really, like, it seems high. Like, it's like Bitcoin, right? You know, it's up there, but I just, I honestly think it's all value. Like I think if you, whatever you put in today, if you get, assuming you get right stuff, you're not getting ripped off and you have right, right stuff, like whatever you purchase today, I think in like five years, it's going to, You'd be, you'd be shocked at the because uh, you saw the no, modern really? LeBron sold for one point eight million. That um, that was like the biggest modern day card that ever sold. It's um, insane. Yeah. These Luca cards, these like Prism and National Treasure Luca cards, are insane right now. I, I'll say this: I got a I got a Damian Lillard Prism. My I bought it from my this guy Jason who I who works with Gary and does a lot of card stuff. I bought it for eighty dollars. It's it's thirty four hundred. Oh my god! Today. I got a. I had a Giannis for three hundred at sixty eight hundred. LeBron, you know, this is a year ago. Michael Jordan, for example, rookie nine Jordan is like five yeah. k, uh, fifty five hundred last year in July. It's, it's like fourteen k now. Um, I mean, they're just they're just blowing up. Like this stuff's just it's all supply and demand, and people right, right. popularize it. So uh, that's very interesting that you you um, that that was uh, you're into it and 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 dealing with that now. That's uh, yeah, it's fun. It's definitely sort of like art. Speaking of art. You like to make paintings. I saw on your Instagram as well. Um, this, can you tell me a little about painting and you and what this is right here in particular? Okay. So yeah. Um, over during quarantine, I w- wanted to find a new way to express myself because I was spending so much time playing uh, live Bakra <laughs> and, and I needed something else. Luckily I, in the, in that very short term, I, I hit so big that it didn't even matter anymore. I was just like, I was just free rolling myself the whole way through. But then I was like, I kind of want to lock up these profits. And I uh, started to, I was at a sushi place across the street from my house. And this kid tapped me on the shoulder. said, Hey, are you Justin? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm an artist. And whenever someone says they're an artist, I think they're like a musician in LA. Like everyone's a fucking actor or an artist here. So he's like, no, I'm a painter. I'm okay. I go to his, his uh, studio the next day. And it's so, I I was just like so entranced by it. Like what's going on here? And this, this is a whole new world I've never known about. And he was a very, uh, his name is Sage Willows. He's a very accomplished artist. He sold to like, he just sold a painting to Chef Nobu the other day. Okay. And, like we're talking like very accomplished and um he's like you should really start painting i'm like okay he told me what i should buy like get all the right materials and i started practicing which like painting every day like messing up canvases you know trying to find my style and a month goes by and he comes back to my studio and he's like yo like this is sick and he just picks up a paintbrush and starts painting on top of actually that's so crazy that one right there and yeah and he did all like those like dots on my on on the on the piece yeah that one and um we um it was such a big moment for me it was it was like it's like the person who inspired you to start painting is the is now collaborating with me and thinking that i'm good it was it was a surreal moment so since then i've had a lot of interest from people who I'm doing a lot of commissioned art right now, which is pretty fun. I don't know. It, to me, it's not even about the money. It was about just being able to find a new way to have fun with it. And it's, and it really worked. That's, so. uh, that's very, very cool. Yeah. I mean, I think art and sports cards are kind of interesting and, and similar in some ways with collecting and sort of, right. you know, just there's value. It's like, in big, it's like, Oh wow, this is, 
this could be worth ten dollars or a million and it's kind of you know right. why or what or how and, and and all that it's just interesting and i think there's a lot of similarity as well for storing value and 100 uh, and all, all of all of the above tell me a bit about fedor and i saw you guys did something collaborated better you, you were you were with him and did you guys it was a charity event or what was your interaction fader's battle podcast and buddy of mine he's a great guy just curious what your huge, huge moment for me with that like that was so sick like yeah. top top five moment of my life honestly wow and um yeah, so do you know jonah yes yep. so jonah uh, for the listeners who don't know, um, he was working with Fedor a lot. He's, he's like, he's a really creative guy. He was doing a lot of video stuff for him. He was doing some management stuff. And he randomly DM'd me on Instagram. He's like, hey, like I manage Fedor. I would love to work with you somehow. I was like, I would love to work with you. Let me know. Any opportunities? I'm always, I'm always interested in finding a way to work with. I would love to work with Fedor. And then like a month goes by and he goes, yo, Fedor is launching this uh, fashion studio in Austria. We'd love for you to come. And I was like, what? And um, we get, he's like, yeah, we'll fly you out and everything. He flo- flew my girlfriend and I out to Austria. I've never even been there. I didn't even know where Austria is. And um, we get out there, we go to the event. I get to meet Fedor. And then on top, while we're there, he's like, yo, we're doing this tournament. <laughs> this, little, this little like turbo. I'm like, do you want to play in it? I was like, yes and i got to play with fedor it was very like insane moment for me that's that's awesome so how did it go did you have a good time was it your first time in austria yeah my first time in austria didn't do well in the turbo because i suck at tournaments especially when i have no idea what i'm doing in this turbo and the next thing you know uh we spent like four days three four days out there it was just a really fun experience like traveling like for like eight like 18 hours, you know, doing the whole layover thing. I went to Russia. <laughs> it was sick. That's awesome. And and for you, it must be, you know, these type of travel and, and content field days. You get to go to new places, new sites, and right. different different places for your audience. It's not, you know, L.A. and you know, what people, Chicago, people have seen. It's, it's which is cool, but it gives you a, a different contrast. Tell me some of, the, some of the favorite places that you've been to um, with, with, uh, with, well, I guess not necessarily poker with just in general, what's your, what's the favorite stops you've done and, and gotten to see? So I, I genuinely believe that Austria was like one of my favorite places I've ever visited just because I had no idea what I was, what I was doing. And like you can't, you don't have any service out there because I don't have a date. I don't have an international data plan. So I'm really just like free roaming, like, like walking around. And I feel, I felt like, like a true tourist. And I loved that feeling of not knowing anything. I love Vegas. I'm not going to lie. Just love that place. Mm-hmm. So many good memories, so many bad memories, but it's has so much like a character for me. Um, I'm trying to think where I went recently that I thought was really sick. I just went to Catalina Island for the first time. Mm. And I it's so close to LA, so accessible, but I never went until like a year ago. That place is like a little sanctuary. That it, I'm so glad it hasn't been blown up yet by like tourists. That, but, that's like, uh, what's that movie? The Wedding Crasher? Or no? Yeah, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Yeah, the Catalina Mixer. Yeah, that's. I, I think they know it was a real place. I thought it was just like something they made up for the movie. Right. And then I don't know. I went there. It was awesome. 
That's uh, that's very cool. What and do you do you typically are you going to Vegas like before COVID? How many times would you go a year? Where you would you? I mean, you have card rooms in LA, but were you popping over there a fair amount? Oh, I was going to Vegas. I shit you not every week. When I damn near lived in uh, Caesar's Palace. Caesar's Palace, nice. And and uh, if you is that is this like World Series? Do you play tournaments? Do you go to party poker events at all? Have you ever been to a, a, a tour stop? Like, do you, do you travel for tournaments or just just strictly? I've never poker? done any tournaments. I was, I was even playing poker. That's even more disgusting. I was just playing like really high stakes baccarat, like every single week, and luckily I'm up and that's i'm on this i'm on this cleanse from baccarat because i just go down these the holes you go in baccarat are just disgusting yeah you got it that's that's not plus ev long term if you're up right now that's great and you should uh you should enjoy it or at least you know set aside a thing but yeah that's uh that's not not a game that's beatable obviously over time but it's it is it's fun it's good to have a you know sorry to have a little entertainment um what about uh what about upcoming plans do you have stuff set do you have a do you are you more of a schedule guy i mean covid's whatever now right things are right, right. it's Hold super it. all over the place you just kind of go with the flow like a, a given week are you what's give me like a give me a typical typical week or a typical a typical, day. A typical week is i play poker every wednesday and saturday okay every, every night and then in between those days, I wake up honestly pretty late. I wake up around like noon mm-hmm. and then I go to the gym. Well, the gym is just my living room now because I have a whole like set up there. And then I go to, uh, I just design or I have to do, I, it's like whatever, I, whatever I have to do. If I have a collection coming up, I need to design the collection or I need to get the marketing ready for the collection. And I do that in my, like literally on the couch for like three, four hours. And then I go out to dinner. That's the day. And and what are these designs? Are you coming up with them? Do you have do you have designers? Like what's yeah, so, what's, what's how so recently? Work? I've been designing everything. Okay. Uh, if I used to use some designers that I could, there was a lot of things I didn't know how to do in Photoshop, so I would have to get somebody to help me actually execute the design. But I'd give them the exact notes of what I needed to be done. But recently, I've been doing it all, and it's been it's been really fun. And do you have when you design like is this something that took you a while to learn? Did you have did you hire someone or how did you figure out how to come up and make these designs and and how how did you get the how did you get your your store um, and, and you know how did you get the whole process going? Did you did you did you research and take your time or did you just dive in and sort of learn as you were going? So I just like did a super super aggressive like YouTube tutorial binge, watching every tutorial on how to get better at Photoshop. If I and just f- starting. I didn't really have, and I had zero design experience, actually. I just was hoping for the best. And I think that's a, the best way to go about things when there's not really any upfront cost. There's no real risk. It's just experimentation. Like, that, that's the thing that's different, like jumping into, into poker is you can't just like, jump in. You need to do some research beforehand or else you just be donating money. But with a skill like designing, you can just make bad designs and just don't release them. So I was just trying and trying and trying until I got it right. And was there, was there like a successful kind of epiphany moment on a design? Did you, did something just like, like when you make a design, do you know when it's great? Like do you use it, like when you see it and you're like, all right, this is it or yeah, some of them 100%. Are, it, it just jumps out when it's time. When it's I've time. had a design that I knew like off of like instantly looking at it. I was like, this is one's going to go insane. 
And uh, I, I just released a collection yesterday. And it's funny. There was two pieces in the collection. And I thought the first one was going to go like crazy. And no one bought the first one. And everyone bought the second one. Is it and one I, and, or is it somewhere? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those. So I thought that one with like uh, on the left side, I thought it was going to go nuts. Mm-hmm. I think I sold like four of them. But then the one on the right just went like massive. Just went off. So and I and I made that second one kind of like has like a little throwaway. I was like, oh, like whatever. I, I want people to have two options. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I think everyone's just going to still buy the one with like all the cartoons on it. No, everyone bought the one that I didn't even want to release. So I was very shocked. And do you use Shopify or so like how is your? Well, give me give me a like logistics when you come up with the product and you launch it. How how do you decide how many to make? How what's the turnaround time? Can someone just buy right here? And you know how long how long does it take to, uh, to sort of? So yeah, I use Shopify to do like all of like the back end stuff, and I think they're genuinely the best because it's so it's so easy. Like it's not it's not really that hard to understand how to use it. But then um, when I when I make a design. I'll usually I'll send it over to the people that manufacture it for me. I'm like, how many can we make? Um, and for how, because uh, as you make more, obviously it becomes cheaper, but in those designs, there's a ton of colors. So when there's a lot of colors, that's, it becomes more expensive just because there's more ink. And when, it, when you think of like a screen print, you have a screen press, you have to pull ink, right? So you need a new, screen for every single color so as if you just do one like a white on black that's just one 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 uh, one screen and it's done but if you have like four colors on there you have to do four screens so it takes a lot more time and you're paying for the labor um but that that i'm not even sure i kind of just released it that there's not a set quantity of these because this is more for fun it's not like a traditional collection i would release this was something I made like two nights ago just for fun. I, I didn't release anything for a few weeks. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to drop this out of nowhere. And I'm just going to, and this is a pre-order situation. I'm just going to try to see how many I sell and try to negotiate with the manufacturers on how cheap I can get it. So I don't know how much this is going to cost. And that's not, not the best way to go about it, but I want to just feel out the water and see if anyone would actually even buy these designs. So are you, is it like some runs lose money? Are you, these are no, always- so- it's really hard to lose money on if you do it print on demand. Hmm. So a lot of I hear a lot of like upcoming guys are like, yeah, I lost money on a collection. I'm like, how the fuck did you lose money on a collection? Right. Did you just buy way too like did you buy a ton and now they're sitting in your office or you're just sitting in your living room? I yeah. I don't ever buy things up front. Okay. Unless I take that back. If I know a collection is to do very well, I'll buy a good amount in advance that I know will sell. So then I can ship them out immediately. And they can, those initial orders, like the incentive of buying early is that you will get your piece like very fast. But so in this case, the the current one that you have up there right now, this one, you, you were actually surprised like on the, the, the switch. So like, was this one, maybe you bought a lot or no? No, you- I didn't even, I, I look, cause this, that's a lot of colors. Yeah. So I didn't want to buy any upfront. I wanted to just have them for these are two just pre-orders and I'll, I'll print only what I get. Is, is so it, I, how does it, is it just sorry to interrupt you. I'm just thinking here though, like the collection is this, is this only you? So you have these items right now, like do you, and once yeah. the items off, is it off or like, is it? Yeah. So right when it's over, it's over. Like right when I take them off, that's how, that's the whole business model since the start was I make these designs I like and they're available for a week. And once that week is over, that's it. 
Like, good luck. You're going to have to go buy that. Like, hopefully someone sells it to you. Oh, so there, and there's, oh, so almost like a secondary market. Like literally you just, you don't even, do you, do you, I hope you at least you print and buy, I mean, do you have a couple extras? You keep some just in case. Oh yeah. Yeah. I keep, I, I, cause I have a whole like office studio as well and it's just loaded with every single collection I've ever made. So I have like a time capsule, but, um, I don't really, uh, I, I don't keep like an excessive amount of inventory. I keep, it's more so I have enough for someone like a buddy wanted to come visit, check out the stuff. Or like I have like an influencer who wants to come by, they can come through and I can gift them some of the pieces, but I don't really make, I used to keep like boxes and boxes of shit in my apartment before I had an office. Yeah. It's not the move. It's so ugly. And like, it's, it's a waste of space. Are you down? Like, is there any of the collections that you're literally down your last one? Like you just get, cause people loved it or like they would come and always want one. And you just, you only have one left or like, it, yes. you do have a few like that. Like legit. I have a few collections that like people have always asking about. I get DMS like every single day asking for them. Like my friend, like should have just bought it when it came out. That's interesting. This could almost be like a, like card collecting at some point. Like it's like a wine or a fine wine, like the age, like these will be, you know, I love that idea. It makes it very exclusive and you, know, you kind of get it or don't. And and that's. Uh, yeah, you got to have some level of like a uh, motivation to buy every time. Urgency, yeah. What, what's like, give me an idea if you can, in terms of um, like a bat, like in your head, a bad run or let's say how many years have you been doing this? So four years, four and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's like a, like what's the hottest week you've ever had like give me an item like give me some kind of scale and, and wide range between a you know not exactly but give me some okay. like what so i'll tell you i don't want to say the exact piece yeah because i might get in trouble <laughs> because i used some uh i used some i don't really have a good uh, relationship with the the blanks i used um but that we in one week i was able to make not even one week it was in three days I did 150,000 in three days. Wow. And then, and it's off of one design. Like it just, it was like, I just knew like right when I made it, I was like, this is going to go insane. And so I did 150,000 in three days. And then on the low, and then on the complete other side of the spectrum, I made a design that I thought was equally going to do that well. And I sold seven shirts. So it's, it was like, it, it can really range. So whenever I have like a, a collection that's dropping, I'm always nervous the night before. I'm like, is it going to be that day that I only sell seven units? But luckily I haven't had a day like that in a long time. Wow. That's like uh, seven yeah. units, seven units. I'm trying to think about how much money that even is. Like that might be like sub $200. Wow. <laughs> So that's a, yeah, that's, I mean, it's a big sweat. You're literally, you're sweating every, every, uh, every week. So how long, how many weeks in a row have you had a collection drop? So I have a, a collection drop at the first week of every month. And then like the, like the third week into the month, I'll drop like something fun. Like what I, like those things, like with all the cartoons and I'll, I'll do something that's like, that, that doesn't have a really deep story behind it. It's just, it looks cool to me. But like the the big collections I've been dropping in the first week of every month usually consist of like six different designs. Interesting, and, and they all have like a big theme about them. And do you, so, you uh, what percent are you getting help with designs? Are you doing strictly them? Do you draw it? Do you, do you give an idea to someone who draws it? How do you actually? No, so all the designs are made entirely by me, and I try to come up with a concept that 
so the good thing about going to film school is it really taught me how to do storytelling. And what I, I took from that is I want to translate stories onto my clothing, like tell a story through the clothes. So like an example of a, a collection I did was it was called the suburbs. Um, it was printed on a Carhartt shirt. And I always thought like Carhartt has such a, a connection with like the Midwest, like the working man, they, like people, like construction workers really wear Carhartt to uh, just when they're working. And I wanted to make a shirt that paid respects to where I was from. So I, I wrote, it says the suburbs on the front and on the back it has a photo of a cul-de-sac. And it says the ideas in my head will forever to be too big for this small town. Something I can't, I always fuck up the quote. I don't remember what exactly what it says, but something like that. Mm -hmm. But I like to tell story. I use like the, even from the blank, like the blank contributes to the story of like this suburban collection. So I try to always make it, make something that people can relate to and not, not like everyone can relate to it, but a certain niche. I used to think that you needed to make a design that was universally cool. Like everyone wants one. But then I realized you know, probably you're only gonna go you can only go so far with making something that everyone would want. But if you start getting in if you do make niches, if the uh, a certain group of people like it a lot, it's better to have a lot of those people all buying it versus trying to get like a small amount of everyone. So you were asking about like the 1340 casino piece. Mm -hmm. A lot. I thought like a lot of my my uh, my fans probably are into gambling. They're into like the degenerate degenerate culture. It really helped that like Ryan DePaulo like has like that like youthful vibe. So a lot of these younger guys that are, like more like frat guys are into gambling now because you have people like Ryan DePaulo. So I was like, all right, let me try to capitalize on the on this on this small niche, and I made a gambling inspired piece, and it did very well because just because uh. I really honed in on that small subculture. Very interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm going to go back. I, some of these titles I've seen just on your YouTube videos alone and everything like, yeah, it looks very interesting. I'm, I'm curious to, I can see how you could go down a rabbit hole here. And after you watch a couple kind of uh, go back and, and look through, oh my God, yeah. you really got a lot of videos. It's pretty crazy. And they're all pretty, is there any that stands out? Is there any video that just like went viral or one or two that were just like incredible that, that you, uh, yeah. So I had a, a video there's two videos that come to my mind immediately um one of them is surprising my dad with world series tickets because we're from chicago i surprised him with cubs world series because that was a really like cool moment mm -hmm. and that video got on the news and everything as well on like espn that was a long time ago that was like 2016 and then i have this other video called my friend khalid and it's about my friendship i have with this artist named khalid i genuinely think it's like one of my best videos ever. Yeah, this one right here. Yeah, I love that video. I watched that one. I, I saw that uh, yesterday. Actually, I was I was checking it out. He's he's on. He he blew up. Right. He's like yeah. Like yeah. He's super legit. Yeah. When mainstream. Well, we have uh, we got a lot of questions. So there's a there's a, again this is a poker centric podcast, but we do go outside of poker, and I love that you sort of uh, flex into you know the the uh, the poker space as well. But we do want to. I want to make sure we we get to answer some of yeah, let's um, do it. these questions. Let's just say one just got put in um, animal. Do you have any reincarnated as animal? Any <laughs> any favorite animals, or have you had any animal that's been been focused often on your designs? Um, just because of the baccarat shit, dragon. 
You have to do a dragon or a panda. <laughs> that, that would do well. I think that would be very good. Tell us. Oh, here we go. There's a question right now uh, from Mr. B1NO also on Twitch. What's up, man? Uh, asking about your father's reaction. We surprised him with the WSOP tickets. Um, or I guess was he, oh, the world. He's talking about World Series of Poker, but the, there was a World Series, the World Series, right, for baseball in 20. Yeah, baseball. And um, what has changed in your career since then? So, is, uh, yeah, tell us about that. So that day. I remember I flew home. I got home super late in Chicago and my dad thought I was like someone breaking into the house. Cause of course, like the garage is opening at like two in the morning. Like who the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And he was just so happy. It was, it was such a cool moment to like, be able to like give something of that nature to my dad, because those tickets were 10,000 each because it's the first time the Cubs have been in the world series for like in like a hundred years and being able to like be in a position. I don't even want to like brag about the actual, like being able to spend that much money. It's more of the, I'm blessed to be in a position where I could spend that much money mm-hmm. to do something like that and be able to, you know, like it was, it was such a cool experience with my dad. Unfortunately, they lost that game, but I didn't even care. It was about the atmosphere I was in. It was just so fun. And I guess no, did they end up winning the, the world? yeah, they won the world series though. But they lost that game. I went to, which was such yeah. a bummer. <laughs> that's all right. I still, still got it done, I guess overall. So that's, yeah, right? that's cool. Um, very cool. So yeah, that was, it was, so that's, I mean, that makes sense. That would be, that's a pretty powerful, um, pretty well, but you, so you, he thought you were breaking in, you get home and like, what was his, he was just like, did he, could he even believe it? I mean, he knows you've done yeah. well, you're successful, but so like, you talked about it or anything. No, I never even brought it up and just out of nowhere. I'm like, pull out of my pocket. Like, here's like tickets. He's like, what? Like, we're going to the game tomorrow. He's like, what the hell? That's- but I, I did give my mom a heads up though. I'm like, Hey, I got these tickets for him. So like, let me in the door and whatever. And also, so she have a 911 on uh, alert. If he has a heart attack or gets, right, right. have it all teed up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice. That's very cool. Um, what, uh, what, uh, what's their reaction? You gambling slash playing poker and, and whatnot. Are they, do they understand it? Do they? Say- yeah. So my parents get it. Like they, they, they're Asian. So they love, they go to the casino, honestly, more than I do. They, they don't play as high stakes. They, they, they're more like just casual gamblers. They bring like 200 bucks and play. They love slots. So that's already says enough. And, Fair enough. And yeah, so the, I just, when I started playing higher stakes, I was very fortunate to start winning like pretty early in that they were like, okay, like it might not be the worst thing in the world to try this. Um, but then I was, I was, I was able to, I was able to prove that I was good at poker to them because I, they play with me when I come home and stuff. We'll play like very small, like little like tournaments, like hundred dollar buy-ins with my family. And, uh, I'd always win. So they're like, okay, like I get, like, I guess he's good enough, but it was really funny. I was on live at the bike playing and I got stacked and my parents are watching and that's never fun. Like I got stacked like in a pretty solid one with, uh, I think it was like a like a like a five k pot, and they just watched it live. And I was like, ah, that's never fun for the parents to see. Right, you're on. That's maybe even just a little. Yeah, you, you want to put on a good show, have a good result. They get because all the other times they, they know you're there, they don't really know how you're doing. Right, you could tell them I won or lost, but yeah, they're actually on on the big screen. So yeah, that's a it's a bit unfortunate. I think Patrick Kieran is in the chat too. I believe he does. He works there. Or in. Wait, do you know Patrick or no? I think he does live. At the I, I was interested. I was talked told to, about him by my friend Johnny Vibes very recently. Okay. But I don't think I've ever met him. Okay, nice. Yeah, Johnny was actually just on the podcast uh, yesterday. I think. I can't remember. Yeah, he was saying he did like a two-hour show. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, 
It's good, man. I mean, I've had we've I've, I've hit some long. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep it. We'll take a few questions and then wrap it up. We've got well, we, you could be a multiple time podcast. I got a feeling when you win a you're gonna win a bracelet or win a a live event. We'll get you to some party poker stops and and we'll have to do a follow up when you when you uh, bink a big one for sure. That is so sick. Yeah, we gotta come, man. I know COVID's in 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 play right now, but in the future, you know, there are some pretty cool tournament stops around the world, and I, I would love to uh, pitch with party poker and try to figure out something where you could come and we could do, it. that'd be a fun vlog, right? You could make a, a 100%. That'd be so sick. We'll, uh, we'll definitely, definitely do that. It's just hard to know what's happening. The one, the one I'd recommend is Bahamas Bahamar in November. I've heard of that one. Obviously right now that's uh November's not looking too hot. I think the over under on live venue tournaments are probably, uh, somewhere in closer to mid 2021, but you know, we'll, uh, Oh, we'll, well. See. we'll see what's going to happen. It's hard to say. All right, let's take a few questions from from Twitter. What uh, what about favorite poker yeah. player? Do you have any any personalities growing up? Used to watch, see them on TV, like any any stuff. That stands I, out? Growing up, huge like Dan Negrano fan, just because like he was always on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and as of recently, I really enjoy just watching like Andrew Nemi, Brad Owen vlogs. Yeah. They're very fun to me. Like, yeah. I love how casual it is. They don't like pretend to be super super good yeah. i don't know it's really more casual I, i'm a big fan of their videos yeah they, they uh they're also podcast guests and they, it's crazy their their uh their youtube channels and focusing on you know like it's it's an interesting model too because they're using cash games that are very relatable like they're they're not yeah we're not playing 500 a thousand they're talking about two right. five ten and you know it's right just kind of walking you through uh uh understanding that i think i think it's one of the things about casinos too and poker people are a little intimidated like uh, the people that right. are like watching like i like poker i don't know how it works i don't know how i get my chips uh, i don't know how to bet like i'd be nervous and i think it, it just sort of uh, humanizes and relates gives you the, the the feeling of the experience of what that's like which is right which is great for the game um what motive what actually this is a, a question about the motivation to become a YouTube vlogger. Where did you sort of get that that uh, itch or that 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 start? Well, it really all started. I didn't have any plans of doing it until I went to college and I realized that I really I went to film school in specific, and I wasn't making films. So I, I just pushed myself to make a video every single day, put it on YouTube. Like maybe someone will like it, and it worked out. And I'm not going to take full credit of like just being like, oh, this is my idea. I was inspired by this guy named Casey Neistat. Mm-hmm. I thought he was so sick because that that when he was starting to do his vlogs is when right when I started doing mine and I just seeing like it's possible to make a good video about your life every day and I was like, all right let's give it a try. That's that's very very cool. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely got a nice nice formula going on on what he's working on there. Um, what motivates you more, poker or being? A blogger vlogger i guess it's the means here like which do you enjoy more if you're going to play a cash session or making a uh a vlog honestly like them very similar like we we might be a 50 50 right here i really enjoy the feeling of uh outplaying somebody in real life and i also really enjoy the feeling of making a good video so but I guess I'd have to say the video, not not vlog, but just a video, like like recording something, getting cool shots or something and be able to tell a story. I'll take over gambling or playing poker, but poker is like a very close second. I just love the culture. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it's uh, it is. Uh... 
it's fun. Both are fun. It is fun to make a good video and put the time and edit it and all that and uh, right. the final product. But you're playing, there's something just about playing and, and seeing the result and not being sure. I guess it's sort of like videos too. You don't know. Like you make a video, it's sort of a sweat. Like, will people like it? Right. We could feedback um, or not. Uh, what makes you mad? Is there anything that sort of uh, irritates, tilts you? Tilting is when I get sucked out on. <laughs> Honestly, I got sucked out so bad the other day. Um, and I, I was kind of, I was deep for the game. I was in like a, like a two five and I was like two K behind. And of course, the other big stack is we're uh, heads up on it. Board comes out, ace, ace, all blanks, rainbow. Like, no, I take it back. Ace queen, like seven. Mm-hmm. And I have, uh, ace 10. I bet the flop, the, uh, other guy, re-raises me and I jam him and he calls he has king queen and binks a fucking king on the river for two pair I literally could not believe my eyes and he and he was super tilted too so I knew I was getting it in good mm-hmm. and he called me this middle pair and binked the river and I got sucked out so bad that uh yeah that was tilting that's yeah no it, it, it does it is one of those games where it's so easy to when you get when you get a bad beat or a hand that you just kind of wonder how that could happen right you're like wow the math is this this guy and like even when it's a spot where because the problem is you don't get to just run it back like maybe you'll never see that person again right right or the pot won't be the same or so just yeah it's a it's a it's a definitely can teach a lot about emotion and and dealing with winning and losing um that's for for sure craziest poker story anything like games robbed or you know law this something happened or crazy hand or you hit a jackpot like any any kind of any kind of wild mm. moments in poker for you i saw my first royal flush two weeks ago and i thought that was pretty insane i've never seen one before um i don't know that's not even about like the i've had a lot of like really big big days where i've won a lot of money i've also had days where i've lost a lot of money and those don't really resonate with me as hard as just honestly seeing the royal flush it was so sick i've played so much poker and i watched so much poker and i've never seen one and this dude flopped it it was sick with two cards yeah it definitely doesn't happen often um what what uh what do you see for yourself in the upcoming future are you going to focus on one three four collective play more poker do you have any other projects that you are excited about or working on I will yeah so passionate right now. i'm really excited about with 1340 it's doing it's like it's my thing i've been doing it for years and i always try to double down on that like if it's working try how can i make it work better and then i have just like a random i always have a lot of random business ideas that i implement that's kind of, they're not really social media related they're like services or things that how can i help how can i create a business that's like local like what do people around me need help with how can i provide i do a lot of that so that's a lot of things i do off camera that's how i'm able to uh have so much of a buffer and so so much of a comfort zone of like okay i'll be all right if i don't if the collection doesn't do well this month because i also have other revenue streams going so i've been focusing on that as well i maybe in like a month or or two when we can double back on this podcast i can say the the business i'm about to launch but i don't want to say it yet because i want someone to steal it but i want to be able to be like oh and then you know about it too (laughs) so i love it no yeah i'm a big believer in that too i got a couple pretty exciting projects going on but i think it not even people stealing it's just kind of one of those things it's better to just to actions and then talk about it than like say it's like then the pressure's on if something doesn't somehow doesn't happen or right or then you kind of feel like this anxiousness or you need to deliver and and generally better 
better way of uh, of going. Um, have you been to Brazil? We got someone asking about Brazil. I've not. I've never been in Brazil. Wait until you want to get uh, get married. Then then it's a good time to go down there. I guess I guess, I guess you actually have a girlfriend, a serious girlfriend. Is that right? For, uh, for yeah. a while? So I don't, maybe maybe you don't need Brazil. Maybe you're already in that path. What? Tell me a bit about relationship status and then what's what's going on with that it's good she's actually been walking in and out of this behind me during this uh yeah. this live stream but yeah i've been dating for like damn near two years pretty insane i just had to check the date that's wild um but uh two years very milestone that's a big one that's uh that's like a, there's statistics on that that's sort of the uh, not to put pressure on but that's uh you know oh, you, you, you kind of know what's going on at that point well you know if there's a future uh seriously yeah, it's very nice. Her name's Caroline. She's a photographer. It's been it's been fun. I think she's cooking me lunch right now because I got food poisoning last night, which is I was so nervous when I woke up this morning that I wasn't going to make the podcast because yesterday I got some bad sushi Ooh. and I feel horrible. That's why I, <laughs> I look disheveled like this today. I, I did ask if it's on video or not. I was thinking, oh, man, like maybe, yeah, you're not, you know, whatever. But it's, I, I appreciate you coming through because for sure we could always get rescheduled. But it's one of those things like those it's so rare when something like that happens but i you know we had all it does happen so i appreciate you sticking in there and, and uh of course and, I, uh, I hate doing the whole reschedule thing i'm always like if we're doing it we're doing it i don't i don't i don't care how bad it's hurting i appreciate you you uh, i told you we'll, we'll have to do another one after you take down a, a live major we'll uh, we'll have a nice uh, follow-up for sure um what about your biggest any inspirations um, any, anything that like really a turning point in your life, someone you met or something you saw, like anything that sort of just like just fueled you or inspired you to be successful? Yeah. So honestly, when I met my friend Sage, the artist, his outlook on life was just so insane to me. Being able to know your own self-value, know like when someone tells you you're not worth a certain amount, you can tell them to go fuck themselves because you genuinely believe that you are worth that. It was a big turning point for me. Because I was asking Macau, I don't want to like say his exact prices of what he was selling his stuff for, but like, how do you like convince someone that your art is worth this much money? And he's, and he's just like, it is. And like, if you don't, if you don't believe it, then it's not for you. So I kind of just took that so serious. And I, ever since I got shifted my mentality into that way of thinking, I feel so much more clear and I become so much more successful. That's awesome. Um, someone's asking if you become a professional poker player from which poker house, I think they mean which poker room poker sponsor, uh, would you like to be sponsored? Do you have any thoughts, aspirations to be a professional poker player? Would you do it? Would you travel the world? Let's say one of the major sites said, Hey, we have four stops this year, five stops. We want you to vlog and, and come to the stops and, and, uh, give it a go in some main events. Like, is that something that would excite you or, is, or would you, would you, like yeah if, they, if we can work out a deal and like a company is like we want you to come to these places yes like that'd be so sick that would i have cool. no I, I i don't really know much about like the the sponsor house world but i just know whoever will give me the best rebate is the one that i'm going to you'll take you'll take a go at, at a, you'd give it a go on some of the major stops yeah no it's fun i mean it's a tour it's uh there is a you know like there's so many different stops but there's like four or five each site usually has, you know, so they have their main main stops, main tours, and some pretty significant uh, prize pools uh, and buy-ins. So it's uh, it's an interesting world. Do you play online um, on any of the sites? Did you ever? I guess you. I did the whole um, Poker Bros thing for a little bit, okay. and I was play- I was firing off in some like some five tens in there. I don't think I ever did a ten twenty. I think just like five tens, and it was pretty fun. Just 
got stacked so many times on that thing that I I had to stop because I felt like I was just I was just tilting too much. It's too easy to call and like you're like the money is doesn't feel real to me. So right. I'm not. I also I'm not good at as good as online that I am in in live. So you feel and you 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 prefer live over online in general? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, that's that's good to know. Well, do you, I, we have uh, let's take one more about uh, asking about challenges. Do you have any challenges for this year? Do you have any any goals that you are that, that are you know you're looking forward to? Uh, I guess either either or challenges or goals for the rest of 2020. It's been a bit of a bizarre year. The goal is to just keep pushing 1340, trying to get it as uh, solid as possible. Because I'm trying to prep it for a for an exit. I want to sell it. That's it's been my dream is to be able to sell this company and move on to something else. Like, cause I, as a creative person, I, I love, I didn't know I was going to be into fashion. I didn't know I was going to be this deep into poker. Um, I want something, I want to be able to get to dump this off to someone and they can make it even better. And I can try something else just for my own personal creativity. I feel that's really important with like creative people as they need to always be stimulated with something new. And I've been doing this for a long time, and uh, I think it's at the point where someone, if they bought it, it'd still be successful. That's cool. And just to just to close up here, I saw a couple of um, we saw Johnny Drama shout out, and also Andy Monaco. Oh it's crazy. What's the uh, Johnny Drama and and Andy? Um, what are these about? So the Johnny Drama, I'm not gonna even lie, paid him to do that. Okay. Um, asked him to live cameo. Yeah, but it was so crazy. The life went full circle. Um, the other day, one of my I dropped off a painting at Doug Allen's house. And if you don't know who Doug Allen is, he's the creator of Entourage. Yeah. And when I get there, there's he's sitting at the dinner table and they're all eating. And fucking Kevin Dillon, Johnny Drama is there. And I got to meet him in real life. And I was like, yo, this is so cool. So the, the, you had him the shout out done earlier, and then yes. randomly you were there, and he was there. Yes, it was so random, and it was so cool to me because Entourage is one of the reasons why I moved to LA. That's awesome. And what 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 specifically? Why him? Or how did? Because there is cameo, but what is, what is this specifically? How did you give the like? Where this did Johnny this- Drama is so funny to me? Like, if there's so many celebrities in the world, or so many characters in the world. I Johnny Drama is one of my t- favorite TV show characters of all time, and I always like make references to Johnny Drama in my vlogs and stuff. So I'm like, I have to buy this cameo. It has to. Oh, happen. it was cameo actually. Of course. Oh, I didn't know he was actually on cameo. I, thought, I was thinking oh, yeah. like a friend or someone you knew or someone like you saying you just did a thing, but you actually did a uh, a thing. Yes, he actually. Like, it's so funny. His price on cameo was so much higher than everyone else's too, and I was like. 500 or yeah it's like 500 and uh and most people's cameos are like 40 bucks yeah and i was like i have to do it like it's johnny drama it's a big moment i'm on cameo i just got one today i don't get many but it's just i have it like i just have it up why not but it's that is uh that is funny 500 is or you know that's that's a stiff price point you're right because there's a lot of like pretty well-known people on there that are 40 or 50 or yeah i know i was like whoa 500 and i was like all right let's do it that's I mean, it's smart though. If the guy, you know, he just doesn't have to do many. He does it once in a while, picks up a 
free golf round or two. And uh, that's, that's literally, awesome. he literally did it on the golf course too. So he was like mid round, probably like lost a few holes and was like, I need to like get a, a little money bink and just binked a few cameos while he was out there. I love it. That's uh, that's hilarious. I mean, I, I'll, I will say cameo does seem to be in the last three or four months, they seem to be getting bigger and bigger people involved like i think it's one yeah. of those things where people are sort of hesitant about it because it's like you see some like former athletes or you know older celebrities that are kind of like on there and you're like oh i wonder they must not be doing too well like that kind of vibe but then yeah. you start seeing mainstream people getting out like floyd mayweather and others are on there and it's like if you just set your price ridiculously high and then you know if a few people do it even only whatever and you you know if you're picking up like if you, if you actually break down the hourly it's crazy right because Right. It takes you like probably they do a couple tries, like whatever, because they're like they because people can see it. So it's like there's a history of right. it. You want to do a good job. But, you know, really, if you're talking about five hundred dollars for a minute or 20 seconds or, you know, say it takes you two minutes total. It's right. ridiculous hourly um, if you if you're if you get up in that price point. So uh, very, very interesting. That's 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 funny. I, that's good to uh, know. Well, let's uh, let's save. Let's definitely look for a future podcast. I'm going to. I'm going to chat with party poker because I think it would be a great idea. I mean, obviously right now it's sort of a back burner with COVID and whatnot, but when the schedule gets back live, I would love to chat with them and see if there's something we could do at least for a stop or two and try something out. That could be, could be a lot of fun. I'm down. That sounds I, so fun. Yeah, I will. I will definitely um, suggest that. Let me copy this. We're going to go. Do you have anything you want to close with before we give this $33 give a ticket and giveaway for those that participated? Someone got a lot of questions. We answered a, a, a handful. Is there anything you want to close with before we uh, do this? Is anything you want to mention? Anything people can go check out on your website? They can buy the, the latest drop and uh, yeah. I just want to say thanks for having me on the podcast. It was fun. I've actually never, I haven't been on many other people's podcasts. So this was cool. Um, yeah. If you want to check me out, my social medias are just at Justin Escalona on everything. And uh, I hope I did it all right on this, on, on this poker show. <laughs> no, you did, man. It was good. I, I again, this podcast is about, it's not just strictly poker. I want to go into other areas. It's always nice when someone I think likes poker plays some, which I think, you know, you'd be be surprised how many people actually play poker, you know, at some some level. But I, I heard and I remember the stuff with Fedor and then I, we spoke a bit and I know that you were pretty into it. So I think it's uh, it's cool to see and look at sort of other industries, other things that people are passionate about and successful with. Uh, the last question I do want to ask before we do this giveaway is what would be one piece of advice to someone that wants to either start a YouTube channel or a clothing company? Like what what is a, what's the best way to just sort of dive in and, and get get going? The best way to do it is to find a niche that you enjoy that like if you can envision yourself making videos about for like two years mm -hmm. and if you can find that because if you just want to all want to vlog but you think you're going to be bored of it in two months you probably shouldn't make a whole channel about it because these channels are big long-term investments where you have to keep grinding them for a while you don't just pop off so think of something that you'd want to do for two years and run with that and always be consistent. At least upload at least once every week. That's, and that's how you get it. That's awesome. Um, that's, that's very, very, very cool. Yeah, I, like I said, I see it. I see you're making moves. I can tell you're a hard worker, motivated. It's, it's great to see. And I wish you all the success. So I will let you uh tell me when and, and we'll uh we'll go ahead and roll this. Someone's gonna win a party poker ticket, courtesy of you and party. We'll we'll go ahead and just tell me when. Oh, let's say let's do it. How do you do this? 
You just tell them it's a, it's a random draw. So I copied the link from, from Twitter and whoever's eligible, whoever's put a question in there is eligible. So you just tell me when. All right. Three, two, one, go. Boom. So here we go. Someone's going to win it. And then again, guys, you can follow Justin on all the socials on the YouTube in particular. Is that fair to say YouTube and Instagram are the yeah. most popular? Instagram is probably my favorite. Instagram. Definitely. There you go. We got a speed. Look at that. He's got his car. He's got some gas money. He's got a ticket. We're going to give him the ticket and congrats to speed nine zero zero. And we'll, uh, we'll let you run, man. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Let's, uh, let's collaborate on a, uh, a future, future stuff. And, and I hope we get you to a party poker stop. That'd be great. Perfect. Thank you, man, for having us on, for having me on. And thank you guys for listening. All right. Thanks a lot. Justin Escalona. Check him out, guys. Again, we really appreciate that. We just had a other podcast today with Kevin Hart recorded. That will be up next week. We've got two more guests next week, and we are through 88 on the podcast. Going to keep it moving. And we thank Justin so much for his time. We'll see you guys soon. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.